Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. The first four hours were simply in a moose-bouche. I'm stuffed. I can't remember the last time I ate this much. Sure you don't want no dessert? Not for me. Good. Your table is ready for Carmen and Lima's emerging podcast scene. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, XTENDAV.com. Hi. What's up, Kenny? Hi, how are you? Good. I'm good. Why am I agitated? I don't know. You seem very mad. You're very agitated right now. Why? I forgot why I was agitated in the first place. I'm trying to put out the tease for the podcast, mm-hmm. and I don't even know what to tease. Because nope. I wanted to talk about college football, and then you didn't seem to be too thrilled about talking about it. Well, I know. We football. never we never got in. I watched that Cavs game yesterday against Brooklyn. You want to talk about that? We never, we never got around it. to it. Well, then get into it, damn it. We always talk about what you're interested in anyway. We do? Yeah. We've done, so. a, we've done a whole hunting episode. We've done a whole NASCAR episode. We've done a whole... There was F1 home, re- in it. home renovation episode. I we mean, only I'm, did that because you wanted to talk about it. We only did it because you wanted to talk about <laughs> I'm it. I'm pretty sure we've steered more in your direction. That's the biggest line. Of, oh, you almost made me cuss. That's the biggest line I've ever heard from you. You wanted to talk about deer hunting. You wanted to talk about F1 racing. Multiple wrestling podcasts. I haven't done you. any wrestling podcasts. Oh, boy, Kenny. I don't know about that one. What wrestling podcasts have we done? I don't know about that. That one. We're just gonna have the disagreement oh, podcast. And we had uh, we had we had Kenny's idol in broadcasting come on. I didn't ask for that to happen. The guy that does hockey up in uh, Alpena, Michigan. It was in it's in Houghton, Michigan. He still does <laughs> hockey in Houghton, Michigan. And again, I didn't ask for that. I didn't want it. I didn't mm. say it was a great idea because I didn't even know. That's what we're doing. What? Leave. You're making me nervous. Yeah, and he's what, making, you all, are, you're really making, making me nervous. making us all nervous. He's like, what do you guys want to tease? What do you guys want to tease? What do you guys want to tease? What do you guys, we'll, we'll, we'll get it figured out. We, are, we got it figured out. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Threw the boss out of the room. Um, I did. I, I do want to respond at some point because we, we had too much going on today. I do want to get to the Rich Eisen. Get to the damn thing. The Rich Eisen thing. I thought we mentioned it today up. a little bit. Barely, barely, though. Okay. But I, I, I had it because now it's happening on Twitter. Uh, because like Rich Eisen came to the defense of Baker today. He said, guys, he's tough. He's playing with all these injuries. And do you really want to go back to all the bad quarterbacks that you've had, which I think is the biggest false choice in the history of Cleveland sports discussion right now. Mm -hmm. I don't know why 
first of all, even sitting Baker for a week or two, why that somehow gets conflated with we want Spurgeon win. Mm. I don't I don't get that. Or Deshaun Kaiser. I don't I don't understand. That's the biggest false choice of all time. Uh, none of us want that. Nobody wants that. Browns don't want that. No organization would try to do that. What they would try to do is see if there's an avenue for getting something better later on than Baker Mayfield. That has nothing to do with sitting Baker right now for Case Keenum. None of that. Well, I can't, sit, K- I can't sit him for Case Keenum right now. I got to play the Ravens. I, gotta, I need my best. I, I, I could have sat him yeah. last week so he could heal so we could play the Ravens with now, him. Now he's not really all that healed. He's not worse either. I don't think he got worse injury-wise. He got but, lucky. Um, I don't think this quarterback play we're seeing out of Baker is going to be good enough to beat to beat the Ravens if all things are equal. And I know people are going to say, well, they've played t- terrible too. You know what I mean, though. You know what I mean in general on the road mm-hmm. against a good Ravens team. I know people want to say they're, like, terrible, but – uh, I know if the Browns were on the other side of that and they won a bunch of close games, nobody would be saying the Browns are terrible like yeah. they were saying the Ravens are terrible. Yeah. And, you know, yesterday Lamar Jackson said he felt fine and is ready to go, so we'll see if that's the case, and he'll be playing this weekend. We do get uh, Kareem Hunt back, which is huge, and Conklin could be huge too, although I thought the offensive line was fine last week. I, I don't think I don't think the Lions came anywhere close to you in that game. Well, I, this is my problem with it. Uh, well, y- Say what you want to say about the Rich Eisen, fully what you want to say, and then I'll, I'll give my Yeah, response. so Rich Eisen went on and brought up all the bad past on quarterbacks and then said, what, do you want to go back to him? And everyone's like, finally, somebody, somebody's going to correct the local media. It's like, it's a false choice. Piss me right it's, off. It's, it's such an easy trick to play. We all have given Baker credit for, for playing through injuries. But, you know, if you're hurting the team, which I think he's hurting the team now, I think it's pretty clear that – yeah, this this offense is severely limited with him, mm-hmm. and someone's going to have to save him from himself because he is tough. He is going to want to play no matter what. Second of all, I don't understand why you go, come into this season going, the offense is loaded, look at the receivers, look at the tight ends, look at the running backs, offensive line's great, and Stefanski's amazing, and, Ke- and, and Andrew Berry's amazing. All these things are amazing, but then you act like if you take Baker out of the equation, we're going to go back to 1-31. and 31. Well, then you clearly don't think Stefanski's that great, and you don't think the offensive line's that great. You don't think the running backs are good enough, and, yeah. they, and you don't think the tight ends are good enough, and you don't think the wide receivers are good enough, which that, that could be fair. We, can, we might be having a different fair. discussion about the wide receivers. And you don't think Andrew Berry's that great. You don't think because if you thought any of those things, then why would you think replacing a guy who's 27th in QBR and 23rd in passer rating and his his completion percentage is one of the worst in the NFL for a starting quarterback. Well, why would you think replacing that takes us back to one in thirty one? I don't, but I, don't I, I but I think that this is part of this is the biggest problem, is that I am not interested in in like someone called in about Mitch Trubisky earlier this week. I lost my mind. They called in yesterday. I did too. Today's Tuesday. I agreed with you. I'm not trying to go back, guys. I, like this is what I'm. Do- if you want to, if you're going to try to do better, which is the option of Andrew Barry and Paul DeBedest and Kevin Stefanski. You can try to do better. It is up to you to do better if you feel you can do better. But better is not Mitch Trubisky or Daniel Jones or any of this other. The, you know what I'm talking about. The also rans with the also rans. Taylor he, uh, Tyler Heineke, Taylor Heineke. I can't even say his first freaking name right. Like I'm not doing this. No, I'm it would not make no going sense. Through this garbage again. And I know that you're with me on this, but I just I have to get this off my chest one more time mm-hmm. and probably multiple times because you know me. 
I'm not doing that. You're either going to the draft, which I don't want to go to this year, or you're going to go for the gusto. And those guys, the guys who are, you would go for the gusto with, have no trade clauses. And everybody says, Ken, you're dumping on Cleveland. No, I'm not dumping on Cleveland because you know me better than that. So get your head out of your ass. This is the truth of the matter. You're talking about Russell Wilson. What are you talking about with Russell Wilson? He doesn't want to be in Seattle anymore. Okay, he has a wife who's more famous than he is who probably wants to be somewhere in L.A. Now, all quarterbacks can't play in L.A., I understand. You don't have to live in the city. But, again, you don't want to be playing in cold weather all the time. And they probably, I hate to say this, don't want to be in the Midwest. So that's going to put a problem and a crimp in his style if he's looking to go somewhere else. So that would probably put him in a tough situation to waive his no-trade clause and come to the Cleveland Browns. The other part of this is with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers wants to play in warm weather. Aaron Rodgers is a nut job. Aaron Rodgers would probably not waive his no-trade clause to come to the Cleveland Browns because this is what we have to deal with. Yes, there are other cold-weather cities that other quarterbacks went to, but you also have a reputation that you have not washed off because of one really good year. I love Nick Chubb. I think their offensive line's good and has the has what it takes to be good for quite a while. I love Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett isn't going anywhere. There are gold in them their hills. But it's easier for me to convince myself and me to convince you than it is guys who have legacies at stake here to believe in the Browns and sign on the line which is dotted. You bring up Peyton Manning, the Bolins are an organ excuse me the Bolin family was a family that has owned the Denver Broncos for a long time and were trusted and we're also forgetting that John Elway made Peyton Manning feel a hell of a lot better about the situation so this is why it's like hey I'm frustrated at times with Baker Mayfield I thought his attitude was pretty piss poor yesterday I didn't care for it I don't like going after the fans because they're your fans and they're your biggest defenders if you go out and have a game like that but this is the situation that we're in. So it's like, figure it out with him. Because I'm not going to, as much as I like Mitch Trubisky and his family, I'm not going to Trubisky land. I'm not bringing in Andy Dalton. I'm not doing any of that garbage. Yeah, I, I just, I guess where I'm at is, I don't envy this organization at all trying to somehow evaluate. This was a huge evaluation year for Baker, how you do it this year. And so, okay, you'll say, well, go to last year. All right, last year he was good for half a year. He was he was really good for half a year, and he was kind of bad for half a year. And I know we had weather and all of that, too. Uh, the year before, he was just terrible the whole year. I mean, he was pretty much just really bad, except he had a really good game at Baltimore somehow. Mm. And that was it. And then the year before, he had, you know, great rookie campaign that also had some really bad games, too. But he was a rookie, so that's mm. going to happen. And he's had all those coaches. He's had some of his game, some of his time in Cleveland with a shaky offensive line. And over the last few years, he's had an elite offensive line. Mm. He's had... Pretty great running situation his entire tenure with the Browns. The receivers have been up and down. So I don't know how you evaluate that. I don't know how you offer that a quarter of a billion. Remember we were talking about that mm-hmm. with Joe Thomas. That was when we were talking about $40 million for like six years. I don't know how you come close to that. And if you are this front office, I mean, you could say you're analytically, analytically, analytically driven all you want. What numbers are they going to look at? I don't know. None of the analytics are good for Baker right now. And his career analytics are not very good now. They're below Carson Wentz. They're below Jimmy Garoppolo. So we do know that all those guys signed contracts. So yes. did Jared Goff, who and looks the, horrific now. And, and the side-by-side charts of, of Tom Brady through his first 41 mm. starts and, and Baker Mayfield through his first 41 starts, they're not doing that. 
they're not looking at those side by sides. No, it's that a different matter, league. No. Yeah. It's a different time. So I know it makes guys like us feel better, but it's not going to so make we them all, feel any. We better. all understand uh, that, and I, I think people try to simplify this. Like they go back to he was there when they won the first playoff games, and that counts. That it stuff does. absolutely counts. It should. But you sh- should you be over reliant on that? Because if you did that, then yeah, man, Blake Bortles uh, should have gone to the Super Bowl. They were that close to going to the Super Bowl. He had a great year, and Bortles had a good year, I think, the year prior. Mm-hmm. So he had two really good years. And should Jacksonville have gotten swept up in that, or did they make the right choice probably moving on from Blake Bortles? So that's that's how difficult this is. I don't see how anybody thinks this is easy. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they went 11-5 last year. Pay him whatever he wants. No, that's not really how the league works. And if you trust your organization – they're always trying to get better at all the crucial positions. They're trying to find more pass rushers. They're trying to get better in the secondary every year. And their offensive line, they're trying to solidify that offensive line. We'll see what that means for J.C. Treader going into next year. They are going to try to continue to make the team better. And if the opportunity is there to upgrade a quarterback, I think they'll at least explore it. They know it's not going to be easy. They know quarterbacks don't fall off of trees. They know that. So it could very well be ba- – the easiest thing of all well, is just have Baker back next year and then start talking franchise tag for the following it's, year. It's becoming more and more difficult because you're getting to a point where you can't really pay people – you can't pay quarterbacks, I should say, a normal salary. Uh, you can't do it. They, it. It's just not allowed. You know, they don't it's – just, it's just not allowed. There's no other way around it. Like – we're getting to a point where, like, okay, like Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill's done some great things. Ryan Tannehill's not a guy you'd pay $40 million to. Kirk Cousins' stats are fantastic. 21 touchdowns, two interceptions He's this year. played very well. Except against us. And I think a lot of people – well, that's true. <laughs> but a lot of people, out, general fans out there, would go, no, no not to Kirk and Cousins. And he's got elite wide receivers this year. So right now, who's Again. worth $40 million? Mm-hmm. Mahomes, Allen has played at replacement level the last month. Um, but you would say Allen because, again, we, we don't pay attention the way some people do. So you'd say Allen. Yeah. Say Rodgers. Lamar you'd Jackson. Say Lam- you'd, yeah, you'd say Lamar. You'd say uh, – oh, hell. And you would Brady. Say, you'd say Brady. Yeah, and and you'd then, say Russell Wilson. And you'd say or, Russell Wilson. Russell should not have come back. he's not playing with his – Yeah, I think he's going to shut it down. Eight digits. He um, probably should be shutting it down. Yeah. But you would say those guys. I mean, that's that's five guys. Yeah, there's 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL every week, and those are five guys you think of. So now I think that again, and I went on a big rant earlier today, and I thought I might have bored you there because they're kind of no, air not at all. Room. I didn't. That's great. I'm sorry, I, I misread you. I uh, I think more and more teams are going to look at it and go, "What are we paying? Why pay $30 million for this guy if we don't truly believe he's going to get us there? He truly hasn't proven. And there, and, and this is what's going to be different. There's going to be more mistakes than there's ever been. There's going to be a couple of guys I agree with you. That, that are given up on, and they have a second – they have a renaissance. They have a second career. And for the love of God, I hope it's not Baker. I hope it, you know. I hope if he figures it out, it's with us. And I hope if he's garbage, he never comes back again because I don't want to live with that. So- I don't. So here, here is hate just, to do that, but it's true. And we we're going to be talking about this the rest of the year and yeah, the off season. Of course. But this one facet about Baker that I find very interesting, and again, well, I already said, I already laid it down. It's going to be impossible to evaluate this year for Baker, and so his whole career is up and down. There is no consistency with Baker's career from day one, mm-hmm. except that he's consistently better than anything we've had for the last 
25 years, 30 years. But the, the part of this that I find absolutely fascinating, Ken, is that Ryan Tannehill is making how much money? He, he, he got a market contract, what, three years ago? Tannehill, two years ago, three yeah. years ago? What, what is he making, 35? Yeah. I don't have to go back and look. Yeah. There's never going to be an incident with Ryan Tannehill. There's never going to be a going after the fans. There's never going to be a criticizing a teammate right after a game. There's never going to be a criticizing a guy for his money. There's never going to be even the made-up drama, Richard Sherman, that BS that he said Baker didn't shake his hand before he gets. That's just never going to happen with Ryan Tannehill. That wasn't All even right. Baker's fault. But that that's never going to happen with Ryan Tannehill. Mm-hmm. Does that factor in to the calculus? Because Baker's personality is not always an easy personality to have hovering over an organization every day if, if they're not were, playing at an elite level. If he were healthy, would he be that good? That's the question. He's been very good when healthy. If he were that good, then yes, it's worth it because – I don't think he's been very good at all – his entire career when healthy. I think he's been up and down. I think he's – Oh, I, I, I mean, but I, I've seen him be very good when healthy. Sure. I've seen him be very good yeah, when healthy. I, yeah, and it's, absolutely. And it's the question of can he harness that and can he make that consistent? Mm-hmm. Because he's, you know, no matter what people want to say, he is running out of time. Yeah, four years without a Pro Bowl. I know Pro Bowl's not everything, not even, but not even an alternate. Like, but not there are different escalators on mm-hmm. your contract based on that, mm-hmm. based on playing time, which certainly he would have. Yeah, he'll have that. Uh, based on Pro Bowls, especially with the fifth-year option, uh, there's certain options there. So there's there's a there's a lot of good. There's a little bit of bad with Baker, and is that bad enough to say no? Mm-hmm to a, a contract that, again, there's just no middle ground anymore. There's no, okay, we'll offer you $20 million a year for this, that, and the other. Like, you can't you can't do it anymore. It's just – because now you just feel like you're spinning your wheels. Because I know the team around him is a very good team. I know it's a good, talented team. The wide receivers are not what we want them to be at the beginning of the year. That's fine. The running backs are exactly what we want them to be. The offensive line is exactly what we want them to be. I really think, you know, you, you bring back JOK – Denzel Ward, I know we knock on wood all the time, but Denzel Ward is a playmaker as long as he stays healthy. Greedy Williams has been able to play pretty well when he's been able to play. Greg Newsome, I think, has been a great rookie for this football team. So there are good, there are guys, as much as we get frustrated, there are guys there that have some talent. Tat McKinley, if he could get back on the field, has been a nice story. And Malik McDowell has had himself just a second act. He's been fantastic for this team. So there's a lot of things there that I know that are good. It's, that's what brings up the pressure on whether or not the quarterback's good enough because I think a lot of fans, we can be very fatalistic about this. We can look at this and wonder, was it all for not? Was it all for not? And then there's been plenty of people who keep wondering. They go, are we going to be the 2017 Jaguars where it's just a, a, a big comet across the sky and then we're going to be right back where we were? Mm-hmm. And so I, I, I understand that fear with everybody. But I'm not going to sit there and compare. I'm not going to compare the number one overall pick to Bruce Gradkowski. I'm not going to do that. And it's and frankly, if you're Baker Mayfield, Toledo Rocket broadcaster. If, frankly, if you're Baker Mayfield, you are. You know you're good. You obviously have an ego. We see it. You, would Baker Mayfield almost take that as an insult if you're sitting here comparing him to Charlie Fry and Bruce Gradkowski? Of course. Yeah. He, he would. Ty Detmer and all that stuff. He would. He really would. Like it's almost a slap in the. Well, he's better than these guys. Why? You guys really set a real high bar around here. He's better than Ty Detmer. Great. Like, I, I think that he'd probably be bothered by that mm-hmm. when things are good. And then when things aren't so good, he's happy to have your your help there. So, 
you know, there's um, it's it's a it, it can be ugly at times. I don't think it's going away at any time soon. I think it can help dissipate on Sunday. I mean, if they win, it's it's going to be a big it's going to be a big celebration. If they lose, depending on how he looks, you know, this could be the Waterloo. Oh, if he if he has another game anywhere approaching what he had this week against Detroit, uh, that's that. I mean, they'll probably shut him down. Honestly, mm-hmm. and and we'll all we'll all let me tell you something. If, if this, if that happened like that, if Baker struggles and then they shut him down, he has surgery. Uh, there are going to be some major, major questions for the organization because I know everyone just assumes that Case Keenum is going to be worse than what we've seen out of Baker. I don't know how you assume that. I keep hearing eighty percent Baker is better than Case. This isn't eighty percent Baker because if this is eighty percent Baker, then you don't think Baker's that good because this is some of the worst quarterback play in the league. All other quarterbacks that have played like Baker is playing right now have been benched or have gotten injured or whatever. So 80%, no, this is, you better be saying this is like 40% of Baker. I don't understand how you say this is 80. This is like 40% of Baker, and yes, Case is better than 40% of Baker. Mm. That doesn't mean Case can't have bad games. Case has had a slew of bad games in his career. He's had games with high interceptions. Absolutely, he's had bad decision-making, does not have the arm that Baker does. He also has a lot of great games. Case has a ton of great games, and... The last time you trotted him out there, you still tried to go through the song and dance of have Baker take practice reps. What are you doing? And so Case goes out there. Like a backup should always be ready. But you had the backup go out there without any almost any first-team reps that week, and he still looked fine. Again, no arm strength, but that's, that's the beauty of a guy like Case. He knows he doesn't have arm strength. Chad Pennington knew he didn't have arm strength, so guess what he wouldn't do? Throw stupid passes. That, that you would think that only your arm is going to be able to thread the needle and fit into a perfect window. So you can uh, – you, if you honestly think right now, the way Baker is playing, that Kevin Stefanski just says, yep, he could run my offense to effectiveness. Well, it hasn't. It has not been effective. Nobody thinks it's been effective. I don't understand why Case – why you wouldn't assume that Case could run the offense. He's run an offense similar to this. With Kevin Stefanski, I granted – Kevin was not the offensive coordinator at that time. I think he was the QB coach. But he did run an offense similar to this with some similarities. And he ran it pretty good. They went to the playoffs. They won a playoff game. There you go. That's all. I, I, I'm just confused. We're brought to you by Extend Technologies, X-T-E-N-D-A-V.com. You want to get into the college football stuff? Sure. Do you really or do you not want to do I it? I do. Yeah. You don't have to if you don't want to do it, Tone. I do. Obviously, tonight is going to be another front and center night. I, I think it's pretty clear cut for them uh, for the playoff stuff tonight because, you know, Oregon loses. Uh, Alabama, the, I guess that'll be the big question. Does Ohio State jump Alabama or not? And uh, I think Ohio State made a compelling case. Mm. Uh, both teams are flawed. Alabama, Alabama, there's something off. First of all, that offensive line – a little shakier than I can remember in Nick Saban offensive line. And the defense is absolutely vulnerable. I mean, this is a team that lost to Florida. To Florida. Florida just fired their head coach. Uh, and, and did a game that Dustin Fox was broadcasting where they gave up like 49 points in the first half. Come on. So I think that'll be, that'll be one gave thing. Up 42 points in the first half. Was that what it was? Counting. Yeah. That's so unbelievable. Um, um, go ahead. Sorry. So – I think that's part of it, what they do, what they end up doing with Cincinnati. Uh, if they start to spin away Notre Dame and some sort of an ascension, uh, I think that's going to be very interesting. I'm going to find a way to be pissed off about that. I'll tell you that right now. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find a way to be upset because the, it, 
Listen, I, you know I, I, I like Notre Dame. I'm not a Notre Dame hater. Uh-huh. But you lost the head-to-head matchup. Right. All right. And I would have made the same and argument so, for Ohio State, Oregon. And and I think – I I wonder if they're starting to bank on Alabama losing. Mm. I wonder if they're starting to bank on that. Because could you see – and I'd have to look at the – I'd have to look at the standings right now. Could you see Georgia beating Alabama? Alabama falling out of the top four. I mean, there are two lost football teams. Yes, I can see And their see offensive it. line – because I can look back and go – Hey, you guys beat LSU. LSU had a bunch of players hurt and yeah. out because of COVID, mm-hmm. and you really would have lost that game. Now, coulda, woulda, shoulda, you still won it, right? Your offensive line was stoned out. Mm-hmm. I've seen you against the best defensive line in the in college football in Georgia. You got beat. If out, this is if Alabama loses. I haven't seen Ohio State, so I can't put Ohio State against it and use it against Ohio State. It, this is as long as obviously Ohio State wins out and Georgia wins out and everybody else. So I would leave Alabama out of the top four. Then you could always say, hey, it's not exactly what everybody wanted because there's no Clemson there this year. Oklahoma would have an argument. We can bring that up if you really want to. But it would be Ohio, or it'd be Georgia number one, probably by that time Ohio State number two. Cincinnati number three if they were to handle their business. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then wow. number four, Notre Dame. You could try to make an argument that Notre Dame – because they did not play great football at the beginning of the season. Now they're starting no. to put together some good stuff. No, they, 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 they stacked up, as you like to say, a bunch of wins, but yeah. they weren't necessarily that impressive. And I mean, then, it, yeah. And then uh, Cincinnati goes there and beats them. You know, the, the, my, whole, my whole thought is, again, what is the point of playing a head-to-head matchup if it's just not going to count, especially with those two teams? I guess what I'd say is in the future, and they'll never do this because then they'll just never schedule these games. I think you can make a case for start the season with Big Ten play, start the season with conference play, and play your big out-of-conference game in at, at the very least late October because then you can't use the excuse, well, Ohio State's a different team now or Cincinnati's a different team. Or Notre Dame. No, those are the teams. Yeah. But forever they take these games, you play them at the beginning of the year, so you can make that argument if you lose, well, we're a different team now than we are. Kerry Coombs. And that's but Gary that, Combs was 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 the defensive mastermind back then. Now he's not even in the. You don't even see him at the games. But it does. But it does help some of the stuff where you look at the Big Ten. They've started to schedule their. They've started to schedule everything different. Where the big teams are starting to play the big boys at the end of the, the season, end. so they can have their high it. rankings. So they're yeah. having a high ranking, and Which then I could sit there and I could look at Michigan. You know, if Michigan State didn't get blown out fifty six seven last week, I could look at Michigan State and go, all right. Michigan State's a two-loss team, but they're a really yeah. good two-loss team, and that could prop up Michigan. That could prop up something like that. Like th- that's what that can do. But you know, when you lose fifty-six to seven, it's easy for somebody on the outside to go, same old, same old. Mel Tucker's having a good year for the Big Ten, but the Big Ten's still the same old, same old. It's Ohio State and, and the the little thirteen, as everybody else. We'll just see what happens this weekend. But I, I think in a lot of ways. You know, this is the year I'm starting to believe again. I was getting frustrated, but I'm starting to believe again in Cincinnati's opportunity, and I don't want to be left out there out to dry. I don't because it's very, very possible they could just get ready for the actual college football playoff selection and go Georgia, Ohio State, Notre Dame, Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. See you next year. They could very well do that and just say, yeah, you guys play in the American Conference. And and you would say, well, who's Notre Dame played? They play a Power Five schedule. Yeah, every single Georgia, and I'll yell Georgia Tech, and they'll go Georgia Tech plays in a Power Five conference. Mm-hmm. 
you play a Power 5 schedule twice. Or you play, play Power 5 teams twice. You play Notre Dame and you played Indiana, and Indiana was a two-win team this year. Probably will end up being a two-win team at Purdue this weekend. Yeah. So that hurts them. That really hurts them. And, you know, I bring up Pete Futek, who goes on with Bull and Fox, and I wish I could fight him, but he's right about this. When Pete says, that's the difference. We all fall in love with the Cinderella, but the reason Cinderella is Cinderella is because Cinderella don't play the Big 12 every week. They don't play the ACC every week. And it it's true if Cincinnati were in the Big 10. Would Cincinnati have a loss? Well, and not only that, they I yes, I agree with you. I think they would have would have more losses. Um we've done this for Maybe they'd be time. a one-loss Cincinnati Big 10 team that would have a chance well, to get in. Well, there's certain teams, there's certain teams and and I'll even throw college basketball into the mix. There's certain teams that have earned your respect over time. One of them, the Zags. And I think they played tonight against UCLA. Number one versus number two, is that right? Yeah. Uh, uh, Gonzaga. And they have a unicorn, and he's a Holmgren, spelled differently. Uh, they've earned your respect because they've beaten the big boys time and time again out of conference. They've had no problem doing that, and now they have the respect. It took years. It took decades for Gonzaga to really earn that respect, but they have it. Boise State, when they had Chris Peterson, Kenny, when they went and did what they did to Oklahoma. By the yeah. way, how awesome. On the Fox pregame show – Big noon kickoff. Peterson watched that game with Bob Stoops in a, in a, in his theater, one of the theaters. Yeah. And Stoops took it. He took his medicine. You know that's got to be one of the hardest games. He, he he'd said he'd never watch it since, and he watched it there with Chris Peterson. I think he can. And he goes, oh, "I'm never watching this again. This is it." Because those guys, they remember oh, the losses. Oh my god! They remember the losses yeah, forever. That's true. That makes it fun though. There's no way Jim Tressel is going to sit there with Urban Meyer and watch that Florida Ohio State abomination although that would be the next big get uh that would be hilarious to watch that. not that. good for me but hilarious for I, know, I, I, I love those type of things even even i would not like to see that <laughs> at first i was like oh i'd love like no i wouldn't yeah what would be like the uh, i was still a huge ohio state fan that night that'd be like the world series i won't go back and watch game seven i know rajay no. davis that no. was an awesome moment and i'll yeah. never forget it in fact i i have watched it up until then and then I watch that, and I turn it off when they show it, sometimes on the MLB Network. Here's a simulated BCS standings. Okay. Uh, simulated from BCS know-how. Napa know-how. Uh, Georgia, number one. <laughs> number two, Ohio State. So they have Ohio State uh, flipping spots with Alabama, who's okay. at number three. And remember, Ohio State, they get uh, Michigan, who they have ranked five. They get a, a, what would be a fifth-ranked Michigan, while Bama does not get anything that juicy at all this week in Auburn, but they will get something juicy in the SEC championship game, so that'll be interesting. Yeah. Of course, if they lose, it's probably a moot point. Um, Cincinnati at number four, Michigan at number five, Kay. followed by Notre Dame. All right. Where's Oklahoma at in this mix? Uh, Boy, Oklahoma. Still only one lost team. I watched that game, and I thought, here we go. Iowa State has a chance to do it again, a chance to come back at the end. I wondered if Matt Campbell was going to draw it up for two like they did a few years ago. And, of course, uh, Purdy just airmailed. I almost swore. The defense is not very good this year. Some people were asking me. I was, the defense is not very good this year. Oklahoma number eight, by the way. Uh, I did come up with my top five open jobs I wanted to bring up uh, during the CBS show. on. Uh, you can hear me, Black Friday. Uh, Odyssey app, 92.3. Well, excuse me, the Odyssey app, CBS Sports Radio on the Odyssey app, Friday and Saturday morning, 6 to 10 a.m. I got my top five open jobs. You ready? Go. Uh, Number five, Virginia Tech. Number four, hold on, let me give it to you. Virginia Tech. Number four, TCU. 
Number three, wow. Florida. Number two, LSU. Number one, USC. So the, the I would probably redo. I did have a couple of guys text me who were coaches, and they said, you're leaving Washington now. You need to put Washington in there. Got Washington is such a beautiful venue. They say major city. Beautiful. You got some money. He goes, there's no excuse for them to be able to go to ever have to go back to Ty Willingham <laughs> land again. Like it's tailgate on yachts there. Cause I brought up Virginia tech. Like a lot of people our age, they look at Virginia tech like, Oh, Beamer. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't think we have, I just put Virginia tech at number five. Cause they are Virginia tech. I gave them the, the yeah, Ken the Carmen bump. kid watching Michael Vick, Frank Beamer bump. Uh-huh. Exactly. I gave him that. And there are people go, you have no idea how hard it is to get kids in Blacksburg, Virginia. Yeah. Like they're just like, it's the Hills and it's beautiful and it's fall and it is nowhere close to anything. And they say it's just so that you, like we're realizing now just how tough of a job Frank Beamer had because Virginia Tech wasn't really good before Frank Beamer. Mm-hmm. And they haven't been really good since Frank Beamer. Uh, Gainesville is interesting. So Florida, uh, for whatever reason, Dan Mullen just decided that he wasn't going to go balls to the wall SEC recruiting. Well, I'm sorry. He's an NFL coach. I'm Can sorry. we just say it? The guy's an yeah. NFL coach. But he's somebody who should know. He's somebody who should absolutely should. know the ins and the outs of that. And just from what the, the people talk about down there, he just wasn't all that into it. And, you know, people were saying would, would uh, Franklin, uh, what's his first name? USC, come on. James? James Franklin. That Why James Franklin would want Pete? to stay at Penn State, and he has a top three top three recruiting class. Mm-hmm. And we certainly know about Drew Aller, the quarterback right here, Kirk, Kirk Franklin. Franklin. <laughs> yeah. GP, are you with me? Rich Franklin, UFC, and a former teacher. <laughs> uh, but but I, I'm, I'm stunned that Franklin would want to stay in Penn State. And if he would have left Penn State, it would have been interesting to see what people would have said about Penn State because, I mean, guys, do you remember what people were saying about Happy Valley when Bill O'Brien took over, they were saying this is going to go in the job. dark ages for 20 years. Oh, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't. They well, the rebounded. NCAA did loosen some of that stuff a little they bit. Had yeah. They had to. Um, they had to. Because it was almost like you, were, you started punishing the fan base. Mm-hmm. You started punishing people who you didn't need to punish. Yeah. You know, especially after Joe Paterno passed away. Then it kind of was like, well, what are we really punishing here? Um. But getting back to Florida. Yeah, I'm sorry. You've had multiple coaches prove they can win big there at Florida and win in the highest way um, possible. And Nick Saban's not going to be at Alabama forever. Uh, I know everybody just assumes Dabo Sweeney's going to go right over and coach Alabama when that happens. We'll see. But Florida, you should be able to recruit big time down there, especially while Florida State and Miami are still mm-hmm. down. They're still down. You're not competing. Florida State, though, is doing some recruiting, though. I got to tell you, and Mike Norvell's done very well over the last month and a half. I mean, that was that was like, man, are they going to fire him? And they've started to rip off some wins. He's been playing the kids. Uh, I, he saved his job. I think they're a five-win team now. They'll probably finish five and seven. They'll probably still lose to Florida. Yeah. Even though, boy, well, Florida, they're, they're Florida, coming hot. Florida huh? has gone in different directions. They've tried different things. I mean, they went McIlwain. Uh, that was a yeah. division that's why. one double-A guy. But that, that's why I put LSU above Florida. Because I, I look at it this way, and I, I did. I thought about this when they fired because I wanted to do this for the show, and I go, all right, look at, look at who it is. LSU, they cry poor, they have money. 
those facilities are amazing at LSU, and they just keep making them better. Mm-hmm. It's like every offseason they tear it down and completely redevelop it so the kids are wild by it. They just pour money into those facilities. At Florida, they've actually struggled with their facilities. You think, God, my God, it's the swamp. And it's like, that's what we see. Their facilities are not the same. And, yeah, you need to get the wow factor for 17-year-olds with the facilities. They're willing to do that at, at LSU. The other thing is, is Les Miles a household legendary name? No. Is Ed Orgeron a household legendary name? Not particularly. Those guys have both won national championships at LSU. Nick Saban did. Nick Saban's the best to do it. But those other two, they've won national championships, and no one's probably going to write big books about them. Urban Meyer and Steve Spurrier are Hall of Famers. Legendary coaches and what they did. You got other guys at LSU who are not of their level who are able to win national championships there because Mm. of their backing. Florida does not have the same thing as what LSU does. Where guys like Ron Zook, Jim McElwain, you just brought up Jim McElwain, Dan Mullen, this guy, that guy, must champ, the whole thing. Mm. They're just, no. It takes a special, special guy to take Florida to that next level. And I don't know if they're finding that guy. You know, Lane Kiffin is probably a retread to some of those fans. Hugh Freeze is probably a retread to some of those fans. Uh, you could you could bring up Urban. He's right there in their backyard now. I don't know if he wants to go back. I don't know if they they really want him back. I'm not sure. Uh, would it be a possibility? Maybe you. I mean, you you just mentioned Bob Stoops talking about watching the game. Bob Stoops is not that old. No, not old at all. But I think that they would probably be uninspired by that. So I put UF like UF still good job, but it's not LSU. I put TCU in it because you have money. And you're in the Metroplex. I think it's easier to get a 17-year-old kid to play in the Metroplex than it is to get him to play in the Hills of Blacksburg. And then I think I think USC's a sleeping giant. You got Fox that's that's right next to your to your campus. I think it's abundantly clear that the that college football is waiting for USC to get their bleep together so they can take the Pac-12 seriously at all. I mean, how many of us like we saw how many people? And I know we're a little bit biased because we're here in Ohio. You saw Oregon at number three. Did you take Oregon seriously at all? Not entirely. I didn't. I was waiting for the other shoe to drop, and it. Did. I was like, they're going to lose at Utah. They're got to lose at Utah. And I tuned that game in. My son watched that game with me, and we were watching that game yesterday or on Saturday. Utah had the worst uniforms I've ever they seen. Were n- well, they were a salute to service, so you have to. Yeah. Oh, so I have to say it's good. Yeah. Well, did you ever hear Phil Heckin on that? No. Oh, he he has a he has a huge thing that's kind of controversial about propping up the military. He, well, with no, these. he he believes in propping up the military. He thinks yeah. so many places do it and they don't mean it. And they, they don't just, mean they're it. just trying to make money. I agree. And they're he, yeah. he calls it he calls it uniform cosplay. <laughs> he goes, all these guys are. He goes, all these places are doing. They go, they have no their 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 ROTC program. They don't like he he does this whole thing. He goes, they they're just trying to make money. Off the U.S. military, and he gets pissed off about it. Yeah, there's, some, a, there's a lot of people thinking. I've when they, seen veterans flip on this, uh, go both ways. Obviously, we talked to Owen uh, at times about this with the the salute to the, to the troops that the NFL does, mm-hmm. and some people love it, absolutely love it, and there's people who are outspoken against it. Uh, either way, either way, didn't like those uniforms, and now we don't have to deal with Oregon anymore anyway because they lost to Utah in those uniforms. Either way, uh, but what about USC? You like USC? 
USC uh, should should be better. When you're losing, like Ohio State is sitting there with a starting quarterback and a first round first round wide receiver that both should still be in California. Like, think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. Ohio State. What do those kids grow up wanting to go to Columbus, Ohio? And when you grow up in L.A. And when you grow up in L.A., it is amazing the job that I'm from Canton, Ohio. I don't even want to go to Columbus, Ohio. Urban Urban Meyer did that. You hate Columbus. You hate Ohio State. Urban. Got I have that very ball strong. Feel, I have very strong feelings about. It. Uh, no, never mind. That's political. Urban. Obviously, Jim Trestle won the championship. That got the ball rolling. That's how they got Terrell Pryor to begin with. And once a guy like Terrell Pryor get get left out in the cold, and Columbus just gets to build up to a nearly a population of a billion of a million people. Mm-hmm. It's interesting how that just gets funneled, funneled down to the state capital mm-hmm. all of a sudden. But you know, Cincinnati just wants to be a part of Kentucky anymore. Anyway, Toledo they want to be a part of Michigan. Akron they don't want to say anything about the matter. Youngstown, you know, they're just trying to keep the lights on. And all of a sudden, Columbus boy, they're just a thriving metropolis out of nowhere. That's why I love a city like Cleveland because they have pride in themselves. But you know, wow. we can't do it alone here in Cleveland, now can we? Yeah, safety's off. No kidding. Need some representatives who want to take care of our uh, take care of our city and take care of our area and bring the money back and bring the jobs back and not just have everything funneled to bring Columbus. Them back. We done. I think that's it. I all think right. that's all she wrote. I gotta do. Uh, see, this is what sucks here now is that it's almost eleven o'clock Eastern. I can't go out to my truck yet. I got to do a hit. I understand. In Baltimore. I understand. I guess what? We'll put off what we could do today. That, I got uh, three minutes to eat my bacon cheddar fries, though. That rumor about what's going to happen with Urban Meyer next year? That's interesting. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with h track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.